Hey guys, it's Belle. This is Go From Here. It has been a long time coming, believe me, I am very aware. I am very excited to finally introduce Kara. She is someone who I found through Nicole, um, also one of my guests. Uh, if you haven't listened to our episode, just a plug there. But so I found her through Nicole because Nicole posted a story of her journal called Do It Yourself Motivational Journal, and it is amazing. I use it basically every day. It's kind of this like inner voice, but you write it down, which is, you know, essentially what a journal is. I just realized that as I said that out loud, um, but it's it's really nice. It's, uh, it, it's like a pep talk cheerleader every day for me, which um, evidently I need. <laughs> uh, so I really appreciate the journal. And Kara's episode is almost a therapy session for me because she's such a great listener. And, you know, it probably comes from her background of being a journalist. She's also an editor. She writes musical theater lyrics. She's a uh, author, obviously, and uh, she's an amazing human being. So I know you guys are going to love her episode. It's it's quite insightful, uh, a little bit more so for me than anything. <laughs> Kara, I think, couldn't help but be a journalist because she asked me a lot of questions, which was really interesting. But at the end of it, it also turned out to be something that inspired me to share a little bit more of my vulnerabilities with my own world. So I thank her and I'm grateful for her doing that for me as well. So this is a long enough intro. I want to know what you guys think of the episodes. Let me know in all of my socials um, and leave me a comment. And uh, thank you for listening. Okay, bye. So before we get started, I just wanted to say thank you so much for being on my podcast. Um, and thank you for that amazing motivational journal that you created. You're welcome. I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that you're getting use out of it. You know, it's, it's just a place where I think y you get out what you put, in, put into it. So, um, you know, as long as you can kind of dive in and answer some questions and think about your own projects like that's it's basically what it's there for it, it's it's been quite um I, it, it's almost been a challenger in my life lately where i'll um feel like i need to journal in it and then it'll have like these bright bold letters telling me to do it and then i feel very uh attacked <laughs> just because <laughs> I don't want to be doing something, but I know the reason why I reached out for your journal is because of the fact that I know it'll tell me, you know, is there a reason why you're not doing whatever it is that you're avoiding? And then it allows me to write it out. So I really appreciate that you made it. 
Th- thanks. Yeah. And so you found that it actually, I, I understand the kind of feeling pressure um, by it. And also just by the fact that you kind of have to stare your projects uh, down every time you open it, but you found that it, it actually does help push you forward a little bit. It does. It, um, it asks the right questions without being, um, I guess like, like if it were coming from an actual person, it would be almost offensive <laughs> in mm-hmm. a weird way, but having it like, re- like almost like you're reading something that you wrote yourself and then the journal allowing you to think about it without like a time frame or a deadline is really nice. Mm, yeah, it, it's, I tried to make it so that it's sort of like your own internal voice thinking about these things, right? Because it's, you can, you, your own projects and things that you're dealing with sort of come to mind when you read the questions, right? Which are going to be completely different from your, your friends' projects or um, your neighbors or your coworkers. And um, yeah, that's why I think it's, it's good to sort of think like this is this is coming from me. Um, this isn't this isn't Kara trying to peer pressure me into into taking action. Uh, <laughs> although I, I'm available for that if if needed. Do you are you um, often on your social media and answering questions from people? Yeah, I like to post um, on social quite a bit. You know, I have you know I, I love to keep in touch with friends and then meet new new friends on Instagram. Uh, I tweet probably a little less often, but, you know, people post the journal on Instagram and, and talk about things that they're working on and say maybe it, it helps them move forward. And, um, you know, that's really gratifying to hear because that's it's kind of the whole the whole purpose of it. Um, and then, yeah, I'm definitely, you know, I, I comment on every person's photo of the journal. And if people have questions or or want to talk about stuff like that's that's really that's really fun to dive into those conversations. I feel like that's, it, it provides inspiration for my own work um, to sort of see how people are, are moving forward. So yeah, I love to, love to hear from new, new friends, new faces. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, it, I, I was very surprised that you um, responded to my DM because I usually take a big chance on people that I DM on Instagram and a lot of the time, no one, I mean a lot, but, you know, the rare time that I get lucky that I get someone who responds like you. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that you sent me a message. And I feel like it's something I would, I would tell a lot of people in in many different situations, not just people who are looking for podcast guests. But, you know, like, the, the worst that could happen is um, you hear you don't hear anything, right? You hear nothing, but but you actually build a little more confidence, I feel like each time you reach out. And if you do hear back, then you never know where that could lead. I mean, I've, I've cold emailed, you know, probably hundreds of people, you know, editors or um, famous writers or people I admire um, on Twitter. I might, you know, even just comment back on a tweet. And, and I think the thing is like, it's not, it's not a transactional interaction. I think you're just, if, if, if you're being genuine and authentic and insane that you really appreciate someone's work, I mean, that's going to resonate with whoever you're messaging. Um, and I could tell like, Oh, you know, you, you use the journal and you read the journal and that's, that's amazing. And of course, like, why wouldn't I want to talk to you? But I, I feel like that um, it's, it's just such a, a good muscle to build up, right. Is just kind of branching out a little bit more and, 
and just saying like, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, no, I, I think that's one of the, the coolest things that I didn't think the journal would teach me, but it kind of has where um, it, the things that make me scared are things that I really have to think about the why to. And, you know, my podcast, um, I didn't think that I would be interviewing anyone outside of my friends because I am completely terrified of talking to people that I didn't know. And, you know, now it's become this like amazing network of people that I, I I never thought I would be able to have the opportunity to, to talk to and say, thank you for all the things that, you know, everyone's changed in my life. Yeah. Right. And it's a great feeling, right. To sort of share that, um, whatever you've gotten, from them, share it back, back to them. And I just feel like that's the kind of encouragement that everyone needs, like no matter if they've written a a book or, uh, you know, published something or written a TV show or, or really have done none of that. Or maybe you just like a, a newsletter issue that they put out, or you like an Instagram post that it really changed something for you. And I think it's just, it's really important to like share that, um, kind of positive feedback loop with the people around you. Um, I certainly, you know, it's, it's hard to remember to do that all the time, but just that like little note saying, you know, this was, this really made me stop and think, or this, this really, you know, was a highlight of my day. And I think that that's just such like a, a, a nice thing to do for someone else. And then, you know, maybe down the line, someone, someone will do that for you. And um, it's just, it, it kind of attracts more of that, that good stuff to your life I've found. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think that's one of the, 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 well, now it's become one of the reasons why I've asked certain people on my podcast, because it's become almost like my thank you note to everybody for Mm. doing like that little thing that I didn't know I needed, but I think everyone else did in my life, including you with this motivational journal. And, um, you know, I, I know it's it's difficult a lot of the time for um, someone like you to have people tell you in person or, you know, on a Zoom call, thank you for making your do-it-yourself motivational journal. I, I mean, I, I understand that having someone put it on their story or comment on it is like an amazing feeling, but to have someone like me actually tell you over a Zoom call is probably a completely different feeling as well. Yeah, you know, it really just puts like a a sort of situation and example to the fact that this thing like lives out in the world and I don't really know how people are are going to use it or if they're going to use it. And you know, you get some little feedback loops, but I mean, it's yeah, it's it's incredibly nice and and sort of encouraging to keep going, you know, because I could say like, "Oh, that was one thing that I did." And now I'm on to, you know, five other things, but um, it seems to have like a a long uh, shelf life and in the way that if it actually is encouraging people to change, I feel like that's something that um, is really all I could ask for from, from creating it. Mm -hmm. And I think it, I I wanted to ask you because there's so much about the journal that um, like it comes from so many different creative endeavors. And you are a writer 
like through and through, like you are a journalist, you're an author, you write that newsletter that I subscribe to, by the way, (laughs) you're an editor, you're a musical uh, theater lyricist and a playwright. Like these are all um, writing, like uh, writing areas that like you need a lot of patience and a lot of um, understanding that creativity can come out of nowhere, but also sometimes it takes time. And to have someone write a journal like that, coming from a background that you know that creativity and motivation comes together in like the weirdest ways, but also sometimes when you really need it, it never comes. Mm -hmm. It's really cool to know that you relate so heavily to it. You know, that that is, it's so insightful that you said that. And it's also something that I, I hadn't really thought of when I was making it. But you're so right in that it came out of all of my own personal experiences. And it, and it sounds nice to have all of these, like, cool titles, like, attached to my name. Like, oh, I write this and I write that. and But the truth is, like, that that came from, as you said, a lot of patience and a lot of trying and failing and continuing to try and fail at all sorts of new disciplines and endeavors. And also doing a lot of things like one at a time for a couple of years and not doing anything else. And so that's, that's kind of how I ended up where I am now, but it's, it's certainly, um, you know, I talked, I was talking to my brother yesterday, who's an incredibly creative and talented writer and actor and we just kept saying like patience is everything, you know, you, you can want everything in the moment. Um, but you have to understand that it, it's just going to take a lot longer than you think to both get the, the craft and skills down to be able to make things that are at the level that you want them to be at. And yeah. also uh, I'm sure, you know, like, as we all know, it just, um, you're learning as you go, but if you actually keep producing and keep creating, you, you get to see yourself get better, which I think is is sort of the whole point of it, really. Um, and then you find out that it's not any destination that you were looking for. It's um, it's so cliche, but it's actually the journey to get there, where you where you learned a lot about yourself and, and the work that you're trying to create. Yeah, and I. I love I, I love that you put it so beautifully. I, I I mean I know it's cliche, but I think there's a reason why cliches are there for a reason. Um, and on your website, you actually put three rules for creativity, and I thought it was so beautifully simple because all you said was to make more, share more, and have patience. And I think to have those three rules is not asking for a lot because you're just making sure that everyone understands that it's when you make more and then you allow yourself to become vulnerable with the work that you have, but also understand that that work won't always be perfect or the way that you exactly envisioned it at the time. And then you start over was such a wonderful thing to read on your website, especially again, coming from you because um, learning more about you, there's just so much about your life and the journey that you've Uh, created for yourself where I understand that you know where everyone's coming from when you write those rules. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's, um, 
that's just really nice to hear because um, I, I just feel like I can't say those types of things if I don't believe them or if I haven't actually like experienced them myself. Um, and, and that's exactly, I mean, that's, that's sort of what I wish someone had told me 15 years ago. Um, but in a sense, I probably knew that at the same time. Um, <laughs> I just didn't quite, I didn't quite know how to articulate. And I think you figure that out. Like the more you, um, you know, just the more you keep going and, and keep trying and, um, yeah, it's just, it's patience. And, and like you said, having the, the, it's a really vulnerable thing to share your creative work with someone else or non-creative work. I mean, I, I, I sort of take great pains not to um, specifically talk about um, creative projects because I know a lot of people don't even consider themselves creative, but they have their own uh, dreams and goals and aspirations and um, they treat them with the same sort of care and seriousness as, uh, you know, an artist might treat, um, you know, a new painting or something like that. But but sharing any of that, uh, whether it's, okay, now I'm going to quit my job and, um, you know, take the LSATs and apply to law school and pursue that dream, or I'm going to, uh, you know, write my very first screenplay, you know, it, anything like that. I think it's um, having the ability to, to share that with other people, whether it's a trusted friend or just the world at large or your Instagram community or, um, you know, a sibling or, you know, anyone. I mean, it, it does take a risk, but I feel like I've never, I've just never seen the downside you know, I, even if, even if say you send some, a piece of work or, you know, you share a goal with like a friend and they don't give you the response that you expected, I feel like just in the act of sharing it, it becomes a little more real and mm -hmm. that you say like, I've created this thing and it's, it's, it's finished enough for me to want someone else's opinion. And I think that's, that's also just the win in and of itself. Yeah, no, Absolutely. I was just speaking to um, one of my friends uh, on the podcast and she was the reason actually why I bought your journal. And she was telling me that she doesn't like to say anything out loud really until she believes that it's ready for her to say out loud. And that was one of the, the things that your, your journal and those three rules kind of resonated with me so much because it's hard for, well, it's me specifically, it's, it's difficult for me to tell anyone what I'm doing. Um, like the podcast, I didn't tell anybody until I basically started it. And even then, or actually even now, I don't tell everyone on my personal um, social media that I have a podcast. <laughs> um, I just, I, I think there's a part of me that doesn't want people to like, tell me what they think about it, even though I'm very proud of it. Um, of course, I completely understand that. I mean, there are some of my closest friends who have no idea that I write a daily newsletter and I've done it for four years. Oh, I really? Mean, yeah, it's just, you know, it, it's it's a defense mechanism, you know, and it's also yeah. like, oh, maybe they'll they'll find it, you know, eventually or something yeah. like that. <laughs> uh, you know, you don't want to self-promote and, and all of that. But yeah, I, I completely understand that. That's it. I thank you for, for sharing that you, you relate to it because sometimes I, I actually, I feel bad as if like, I'm not proud of my own work when I don't share it. 
Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm, I'm kind of like, I am proud of my work. I just don't want, like you just said, I don't want to have to self, like self-promote it and say, I'm doing a podcast. Please listen to my podcast. I'm just like, you know, maybe one day if you find it and then tell me what you really thought about it, because I didn't ask you to listen to it means more mm-hmm. to me than for me to tell you to go listen to it. That, it's interesting. I think I because I think in this case, like we could both afford to be a little more brave just because you've, you've done this podcast for quite a while, right? Like you have, you have a ton of episodes, you have like, you're very experienced at it now. And that's why you're really proud of it. And so, and like also with, with my newsletter, there's a reason I don't want to tell people in the first 30 days, 60 days, couple of months, you know, you want to know what it is before you can even talk about it. But I, I do think, it's and I'm calling myself out here, so I don't I don't I hope that you don't think I'm I'm pressuring you to do anything you don't <laughs> want to do because I'm thinking about it in my own instances. Like, is it is it that you want them to find it and really like it, or is it that you don't want to have to talk about it? You know, like, or you don't yeah. want to have to define it, and then maybe they won't like it, or maybe they won't listen. But because look, no one has time to like listen or or consume all of the wonderful things that are out there. Right. So I I do think if you, if you give people just the opportunity to know about it and then they can make the decision, like maybe that's the thing to do. Um, And it doesn't really feel like pressure to me if it's more like a a small, like acknowledgement that, Oh, I made this thing. I'm, I'm proud of it. Maybe you might find some value in it. Like that's, that's kind of it. And um you know, and I think the other the other thing that I think about in this instance and in other examples of sharing your work is that at least I really overcomplicated overcomplicate what it means to share. Like I would say, oh well, how am I going to tell everyone? How am I going to tell all my friends? And should yes. I should I tweet? Should I Instagram? Should I this or that? But if you actually just think like, what is the what is the the easiest route forward right Right. and maybe it's you know gathering 25 emails and send in writing a note drafting a note thinking about that for a day or two and then sending it like you know it's it's or sending them one at a time or or reaching out to five people or whatever it is and it's not that it takes something that's very abstract which is how do I share my work with other people who are just out there in the ether to a concrete action, which is, okay, I guess I'll just gather five email addresses and I guess I'll draft a note like in, in my Google docs. And I'll think about that for a day or two. May I'll edit it tomorrow. You know, like it, it takes the abstract and, and turns it into something that's that's actually doable, which is like so tricky sometimes. But um, when you suddenly feel like all it is is writing an email, it, it's a little less scary than like bearing my soul to the world, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I knew that asking you on the podcast and me being lucky enough and you being gracious enough to be a guest on my podcast was that you would come on and you would be as genuine as your journal and your newsletter. And that's, that's the coolest moment I, I get with all of my guests is that I hear like what I'd learn from you guys from afar. And that was a moment where you just kind of gave me a motivational 
page in your journal <laughs> in real life. <laughs> like, thank you so much. That's it's it's so cool how you can like conceptualize something in my head that's huge. Like you're right, I overthink a lot of like just the sharing aspect. Um, and you articulated it where I could kind of put it in a smaller box that I can digest and not be completely terrified of anymore. <laughs> totally. And and look, maybe, you know, when you had, when this was just a dream or you had one episode or two episodes, like that would be too intimidating, right? Because then you just say like, well, you know, I don't know what this is going to turn into, but now you could, you could email, you know, your, your high school English teacher and say like, I thought you might find these three conversations interesting because you have such a expanse of which to draw from that you can, that you can share, you know? And I, I feel like, you know, timing is important for all things, but especially when it comes to like sharing your work. And I do say share often, but you know, it, it takes time and I am very prone to over analysis as well. <laughs> and so there are certain things, you know, I'll put off for years and years and then finally go, okay, now it's time to, I don't know, update my website or um, declare myself as a writer or, you know, change, I don't know what I post on Instagram, whatever it is. Um, you know, sometimes it, it does take a lot of like debate and you don't feel ready to, to take that next step forward. But, you know, once you kind of think about these, these tangible steps that you can take I think it I don't know it offers a lot of a lot of clarity it does and I it, I wanted to ask the patience part of your three rules do you think that's a little bit of what you just told me um to think about where you know it also takes like being someone to to have a goal and then to put yourself out there that patience also applies to you know knowing when the time is right and being gentle on yourself to know that it's okay if you don't feel like the time is right is right now just because someone else told you it's right now. If you're like Belle, she loves connecting with you guys through her social media, but she's not the biggest fan of being on her phone all day long. Leader.com helps her out with that. She uses it to schedule posts on her Instagram and it notifies her when to post. What's the best part? Leader.com is free forever. There's no subscription unless you really want it. Go ahead. Trylater.com. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of sort of like not listening to anyone else. Um, and that might sound crazy, but uh, I just feel like you usually know if something feels right or wrong, whether that's um, a collaboration, a job opportunity. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, basically anything like do I want to move forward on this project or not if you're if you're experiencing a lot of experiencing a lot of resistance in that you just you it it's not even that like it feels like a chore or it feels um daunting or you don't really have all the information but if you really just don't want to do it mm -hmm. I'd say it's the timing's not right you know um and when when doors kind of start to open or you get these little signs, I could say like from the universe, but just in general, you know, <laughs> signs that maybe this, this feels like the right path. Um, that's, that's when, I don't know, the timing just seems to be in your favor. And, and the more steps you take forward, I think the more doors that, that sort of open. Um, and I'm thinking of an example 
um, of gosh, I guess it was three, three and a half years ago at this point. And I applied to this musical theater workshop that I'm in. And, you know, I didn't really know anything about musicals, to be honest. I mean, I, I knew that I liked them. I didn't really know how to write them. I had taken one lyric writing class and really enjoyed it. And I had enough to be able to do the application, but I had never worked with a composer. Um, and I just didn't know how this was going to turn out. And look, I've been rejected for like, I looked at a, a word doc the other day. It was like, I don't know, hundreds of things over the years, contests and fellowships and, and workshops. And I don't know, you know, just, just things that you want to, you know, kind of try out to sort of see if the doors will open. But after I applied to this workshop and I got an audition and I was on my way over there to like present my songs. And I just felt like, yeah, this is where I should be. Like, this is, this is what I should be doing. This feels correct, you know? And yeah. I feel like you, you might've felt that when you first launched the podcast, right. Or when you, you start another project where you just feel like, I don't know what this means or, and I, it's not necessarily going to be easy, but it just feels aligned with where I think I should go. And I feel like that's always the voice to listen to um, because you, you sort of know yourself better than anyone can sort of give you advice uh, to, to move forward. Yeah, no, that's, that's so true. Like everything you just, I, I, I love listening to everything that you just said right now, because a lot of the time I feel, at least for myself, I get stuck in my head so much that I don't know how to move forward because everything is just so jumbled up in my head. And then um, to have someone say what I'm feeling without me knowing how to say it was really nice to hear from you. Um, and is it jumbled because it's you have a lot of different interests and a lot of different paths you want to go on? Or is it jumbled in that like you don't have the right information to move forward? I think it's it's a little bit of both. Like I I love trying new things and and a lot of the new things always has to be well not have like it doesn't have to be, but it ends up being something that's completely out of my comfort zone. Um so then on top of me wanting to do it and then feeling a little bit uncomfortable to start, I need mm -hmm. to do the research behind it. And like you just said, like it's it's sometimes I don't I feel like I don't have enough information, even though I've like watched 400 hours of videos or I'm so sorry. I think it's thunderstorming right now. Oh gosh. Yeah. That's very, dr that's very dramatic. Yeah. For this conversation. Sure you hear that, but that's what's happening. Um, so I, I, that's, you're right. Like it's, it's a lot of, um, me being in my head telling myself that I don't have enough information on top of saying that, you know, you're just too uncomfortable. Like you don't want to start something because it's not something you're ready for. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I will tell you right now that like the number of times I, I still to this day, Google, like how to write a screenplay, like best advice for playwriting, you know, like I want like as much possible information um, because I think there is, there is no end to learning, right? And like, that's a good thing. Like getting all the, um, gathering information is like, and research is, is great because I feel like you, 
you're not jumping in blindly, but there is always that point um, where it's time to actually do the work. Um, And I'm reminded of my friends who uh, have have written books, a, a few in the last couple of years, and you know, they'll research for months and months and they're gathering and they're synthesizing. And, um, you know, if it's like a nonfiction book, you know, doing interviews and there always comes the point though, where it's like, I could research forever or I actually have to start writing the chapters or the book is never going to be finished. And I think that's just a, a really telling example for all creative projects. You know, like they say, if you want to write a screenplay, like you have to read screenplays, like okay, I've, I've probably read a few hundred, you know, um, but when is the point where you're actually going to see how the information is going to be filtered through you and your lens? Um, and that's, of course, that's the hardest part of the whole thing. Like, it's fun to research and to debate options. And I feel like, you know, I feel like I could do that for, for the rest of my life, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I could definitely, I can definitely relate to that. But but you know the the book will never be finished if you if you keep researching forever. So that's the one thing I like to to remember when I'm sort of stuck in the in the synthesizing phase. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that you said that. You know, I love researching, and I can do it forever, but the book will never be finished because I totally relate to the idea that. I can just continue learning about whatever it is that I want to be doing instead of actually doing what I'm doing. Um, and look, that will, that will serve you so well, you know, whenever it actually comes time to do it. Like it's our, I just feel like no matter what it is, you're already so far ahead of the game, but, um, but you won't be if, if you don't get it started, you know? And um, I mean, I trust me, like I'm, I'm saying this to you as much. Hello. Hello. Wow. What a dramatic, good dramatic intermission we had. I know. It's very true to uh, your playwright and musical theater experience. <laughs> right. Like, oh, well, uh, you can uh, use the restroom and uh, get some <laughs> snacks, grab a, grab a glass of wine, and uh, we'll be back shortly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but if, if uh, I guess you're back on, so I guess it's all, it's all good. Yeah, the I'm wizard. hoping... I know. <laughs> I'm hoping that it doesn't continue to thunder and storm and uh, cut me off again. But I am so sorry about that. No, no, it's all good. Um, yeah. So I can't remember. Where were we? I was listening wish- to you so intently. I wish I could tell you what it was that you had said last. <laughs> well, we could we could go anywhere. That's that's the beauty of it. Right. We could <laughs> Go from here. Um, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so I, I did want to ask you, um, because right now it feels like you're giving me a free therapy session. And I really appreciate <laughs> that you're doing this. Um, but I do want to know why you decided to write the Do It For Yourself journal. And also, where did you get the title from? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, you know, I had been writing my newsletter, Brass Ring Daily, for her couple of years at that point. Um, and I just, I felt like it was a, important to have my own space where I could share things like with my friends and with strangers. And that wasn't sort of dependent on, um, you know, getting commissioned to write for a magazine or a website. I just, I kind of just wanted a, an unfiltered 
place. And also I realized I would send my friends like a lot of links and articles and quotes and stuff that I liked. And I was like, oh, let's just streamline this and uh, send it to anyone who might find it valuable. So I'd been doing that for a couple of years. And then, um, and it just, it, it felt like a really important part of my own creative practice because on certain days when I'm, you know, if I'm, if I don't get around to writing lyrics for a new song or I, you know, don't edit the story that I'm supposed to edit or I don't, you know, brainstorm any new ideas. You know, it just, I was just doing it so consistently that it felt like, okay, at least I did this. I, I sent this out to some people. I had to write something that I felt confident enough that I could share with a bunch of people. Um, And sometimes that just felt like enough, you know, Mm -hmm. and one day I got uh, a response from someone who had been reading it for a while. And she was an editor at Abrams, a book publisher and said, um, you know, she said, you know, we've had an idea to sort of do like a motivational journal. And, you know, I started to think about all the stuff that I've read in your newsletter over the years. And I thought, Oh, wow, let's just see if, let's see if Kara might be interested in, in what um, she might be able to to bring to the table. So that was sort of the, the genesis of it. And, and I think that kind of goes back to this, I'm surprised that I called them rules on my website, but I guess they are sort of rules of that idea to like create more and share more. And if I, if I hadn't shared, you know, what I had been thinking and experiencing and and working on in my newsletter, then the opportunity never would have sort of presented itself. Um, And so they, they had the title do it for yourself, which um, I really loved. And and I think that came from, uh, the designer and illustrator who I was fortunate enough to work with on the project, Tessa Forrest, who uh, is behind the sublimine.jpg uh, Instagram. And uh, her sort of motivational, inspirational, I, it's, it's not even, it, it's sort of like introspective and encouraging posts and sort of messages that she beautifully designs and had shared on her account um that sort of just became like a a jumping off point for prompts and um and we sort of figured out like figured it out as we went along along with our editor of you know what does this look like what do people actually want to hear what messages might resonate and um that was sort of the the genesis of it um yeah, it's a, it, it's it's one of those things that you you don't imagine. I never could have imagined like what the final result would have been like, um, but I think just like saying yes to certain opportunities along the way is is always important because you know you, you just don't know where it's going to lead. Yeah, absolutely, and I I think it's 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 interesting that the newsletter is what gave you your jump off to the book because you sounded like you originally didn't really want to share it. Um, and you just, you know, you mentioned that you still haven't really shared it with any of your family and friends after all these years. So it's, it's interesting that you wrote a journal for like the nations and <laughs> the newsletter is still something that you're kind of like, I mean, I hum and haw about it. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you know, my, my parents do read the newsletter, um, like uh, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people, you know, have found it. I think I just, I, I don't sort of talk about it as widely as, um, as I could, or like, you know, sharing certain things like, 
uh, you know, that's a great quote that I put in the newsletter. Like I could share that on other platforms as well. Um, and it's, it's, it's actually easy when you think about it. It's, it's coming up with, with systems and practices that make it easy to keep going and, and easy to just kind of autopilot things, to be honest. I mean, I write the newsletter in this, in, I hope I, I'm not writing it on autopilot, although, you know, some days I might, and that's okay, because there's always going to be a new one the next day. Um, but having a system in place where you go like, okay, this is the document where I'm going to collect interesting articles and things that people send me. And um, this is the template that I'm always going to use. And these are the three sections that I'm always going to put in the newsletter. And, you know, coming up with that sort of um, guide to yourself. So it's not like you're starting from scratch every single time, you know, I'm sure you, ha you have that yeah. for the podcast <laughs> as well. You know, you don't want to feel like every day is starting over again. We love this sun so much that we have great news to share. Make sure you're ready for this summer with free delivery on your first order of $35 or more with Instacart. It's so easy. Make that list that includes all the summer essentials. Go online, your personal shopper will get your cart and wait for delivery. It couldn't be easier. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if that was the feeling every time I, I had another episode, I probably would have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> well, it's just, it's like a whole universe of options, right? Where you just, yeah. you, you kind of need to narrow that down. And, and I feel like that, you know, that is something that I repeat all the time um, to other people and, and just in my own brain is like, um, constraints lead to creativity. And so if you give yourself the constraint of, okay, this newsletter is going to be, you know, a couple hundred words, something in the beginning that, that's my own thoughts or something that comes up from something I've heard or experienced or worked on. I always want to quote and then I always want like little something fun to share. And that's it. Like those are actually really important constraints because otherwise if I look at this, you know, blinking cursor, as they say, another cliche of uh, every day and sort of saying like, well, what could I possibly have to say? Um, gosh, I would never write anything again. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, I want to know like the the boundaries, and the the boundaries are like you know short and sweet. And then here's here's the other ingredients that I need, and and that gives me enough confidence to be able to sort of put it together and and get it out the door. Right. Do you did you or sorry? Do you think you've learned that through the years of experience that you've had in uh, I guess like the writing world, where you if there's too much. Um, I guess like vagueness or generalization, you don't really know where to start or finish. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a great observation. I feel like in my um, journalism background, like you, you need specifics, right? So uh, what is the word count? Uh, because there's only so many words that can fit on a page or um, even on an, in, on a website, there's only, so many words that an article typically is. So, okay, the word count is, you know, a thousand words. And uh, then you have to look at what are your sources? Who are you going to go to? Who are you going to interview? What's the framing? Uh, what is the headline going to be? I love coming up with headline ideas. Uh, but then also thinking, like, what is the audience? And so the audience for, you know, the New York Times homepage is, is going to be very different for the reader of, you know, um, 
Entertainment Weekly or Cat Fancy or whatever you want to <laughs> whatever you want to look at or uh, someone's personal newsletter. So I do think about that. Like who who is the audience uh, who might be reading uh, the newsletter or who might be you know seeing an Instagram post or who might I mean especially when it comes to uh, who do I want to see my plays or musicals or or read the script and um, I think it, I think it was born out of that that early training of sort of saying like well, what is this going to be like let me figure out a little bit about it before um, I move forward and then especially before you share it with everyone you know to sort of button it all up and 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 make sure that you have the clarity uh, behind it to deliver it with, with confidence, I think. Um, and that's, that's something that is just uh, a work in progress and, and takes a lot of practice, I guess. Absolutely. I, I mean, definitely practice and, and progression is needed in that endeavor. Um, I am, I am curious though, because th- I agree that constraint um, creates creativity, but I'm also wondering if you ever were scared of the the constraint that like the limitations that it may cause. So an example would be, you know, when you said that you would always think of who the audience was for your writing or your play. Um, what if there was a different audience who wanted to see your play, but you made it specifically for a specific audience? Yeah, I th- I feel like I feel like no one is going to like everything, <laughs> and right. um, and I don't and I don't think that I I, I don't. It's interesting because you have to sort of think about who might experience your work, but I also think it it kind of doesn't matter because you have to deliver it in a way that feels authentic to you. Because if I sort of focus grouped an idea to death and then I said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna write this because I think that it will hit with X, Y, and Z people. Um, I don't think that would work because I don't think it would come from a place of like originality and authenticity and enthusiasm even. Um, and it takes a lot of enthusiasm for an idea to actually get it finished, right? So if you're, if you're totally hung up on the idea that like, I need to make sure this is um, interesting for both, you know, my parents to read, but also um, my old coworkers and also new people who I've never met and strangers and creators. I mean, it's, it's like, it's so overwhelming. Right. Yeah. Um, So I guess I, I guess I would say that you have to kind of, take all that into account and then completely throw it away. Um, Not to like go back to the title of the book, do it for yourself. But I feel like the yourself part of it is really important because you have to do something that's going to feel meaningful to your overall like output, but then also just to, spend all of your time on it, you know, you're, you're going to have to um, really believe in it yeah, to, to finish it up. And so, so, you know, constraints can look like 
identifying an audience, but it could also, you know, I've gone through a big phase of, you know, how can I create really quickly? You know, can I set timers? Can I, you know, tell myself just an hour a day? Like that's a, that's a big constraint. You know, I'm going to write for an hour a day or 15 minutes or, or something like that. Um, or I'm going to finish a project in a week. You know, I had a period where I, I called it the daily slog and I wrote a new play every day for 30 days. Um, this was wow. four, four or five years ago and I posted them online um, to sort of have that accountability. And so that was a constraint, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't for anyone in particular. I think it was for myself, but the constraint was, um, can I tell a story in a short amount of time and can I tell it? every day. Um, so yeah, it, it can, it can sort of come in all, in all forms. That's so cool. I, uh, there's so many things that you said that I want to touch upon, but I'm also processing everything at the same time. So it's kind of difficult for me to like ask another question. Yeah. I love to jump around all sorts of things. So I, I appreciate your, uh, sort of the patience with that you know that's just how my brain works like there's this this idea and this project and this friend who's doing something cool and you know that's that's why I have to have a newsletter to just get it all out and then tell it <laughs> to other people so it's no longer in my brain I I love that I I think I think one of the best conversations I always have with my friends and family is is ones where like 30 minutes an hour down the line we have no idea what it is that we really spoke about because there were so many things in that one conversation. So this is turning out to be that because it's such a good, it, there's so much that we're touching upon that, you know, I didn't think that uh, you would talk about, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I think like that's just a testament to like, I don't know, being open and honest enough to like talk about, these things. And, um, I feel like I've sort of experienced that a lot over the years. It's something that, um, that actually kind of relates to the newsletter, but, um, and what the newsletter actually grew out of was I started holding these monthly gatherings of friends and, um, some like people who I'd never met before. Um, but people came to my apartment every month and, uh, they're called the the brass ring summits. And we just talked about what we were working on and what we were excited about and what we wanted to move forward. And then our sort of observations about what we'd learned and and tactics that we'd used. And, and I, you know, I think I've, we did it, I don't know, 35, 40 times. Uh, And then the pandemic happened. So we have been on a a bit of a a break, but I actually just got a message from a friend yesterday. It's like, when are you doing the next one? So, you know, I think we're going to kick them off again. And, and it's just that type of conversation where um, everyone is, is really in tune with each other and with the idea that we're, we're here to just kind of listen and, and share what we're working on and be excited about, be excited for other people's projects and then also maybe walk away with a little bit of inspiration for your own. Uh, even if you're in a place where you're not like, Oh my gosh, I'm so I'm deeply entrenched in, you know, uh, writing this new thing. Uh, even if you're just sort of, you know, flirting with the idea of starting something new, it, it became a, a great place to, to see other people who were, who were doing it and, and how you might be able to follow along. So um, yeah, that's, you know, I could, I could sit in those conversations forever. Yeah. That's so cool. I, I love 
that um, uh, I don't know how to articulate this without sounding like a giant fangirl about your journal, but um, <laughs> I. I, I, I don't think I'll ever get tired of telling my guests like how much I am grateful for the things that they have given me in my life. And, and to meet you, like the person who wrote this journal that you like, you're such a beautiful human being. And like, there's, there's something about the way that you um, speak about, you know, how much you care about what you do and sharing like the process with everybody and, and, and making sure that they feel heard. It, I can hear it just the way that you talk to me because this is one of the first, I think, episodes ever where I've had the guest ask me a couple of questions as well, which it just kind of came out um, organically for you. And, and it was such a nice moment to have me like think about something in my own episode. I, I, I really appreciate that about you. Yeah, that's. I think that's the journalist brain coming out. I'm much more. Com- <laughs> I'm much more comfortable asking the questions uh, than I am answering them. So I like to, like to turn it around a little bit. But that's that's very, very kind of you to say. Um, I, I appreciate that. That's so cool. Um, so I I don't want to take up too much of your time because I will take up more of your time. <laughs> um, I again wanted to say thank you so much for you know trudging through the storm with me and um, talking about your beautiful journal and a little bit about, you know, just the creative process. It feels so much better to know and hear from someone that, you know, just the journey is something that I think a lot of us need to pay more attention to. And the destination isn't always as important as we think it is. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think you're, what you just said about trudging through the storm is sort of a, a perfect metaphor for how it sometimes feel to, feels to go through our creative projects. And I have to say, like, we're totally in sync because in my newsletter today, my quote was, there's peace even in the storm, which is a, a quote from Van Gogh. But um, it's it's so true. And, and I yeah. think even just having a conversation that sort of sends you off on a new path or uh, reading an article or and sort of hearing a story about someone who's doing something different or new can, can send you off on a new path. And sometimes that feels like the piece that you need in, in that kind of stormy creative process. So um, yeah, thank you for, for offering up that opportunity for me. Yeah, of course. And thank you again uh, for your newsletter as well. I look forward to it every time I see them inbox. It is, it really is like a little bit of a, like sunshine to my day because they're so short and sweet but you always put something funny at the end of it. And I'm just like, this is, this was such a nice moment for myself today. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of, I have a lot of goofy animals and, and uh, silly jokes and because, you know, we can't all be a hundred percent, you know, productive and motivated and encouraged. And sometimes you don't want to hear that stuff. So sometimes you just want to see like, you know, a goat standing in a tree or something um, <laughs> and that, and maybe that's what you needed from it that day. Yeah. It's, it's the best. So um, before I let you go, do you want to share where people can follow you and find your wonderful work? 
Sure. Yeah. Um, on uh, Twitter and Instagram, I'm at Kara Cut, K-A-R-A-C-U-T. And then uh, my journal, Do It For Yourself, can be found in bookstores everywhere. Uh, it's back ordered on Amazon right now, but hopefully mm-hmm. uh, by the time you hear this, it will be back up. And it's also available, of course, at independent booksellers everywhere, um, online and in stores. And uh, yeah, my newsletter is called Brass Ring Daily, and that can be found uh, through my website and just Googling Brass Ring Daily newsletter. Um, yeah, and if anyone wants to get in touch, just, you know, I'm always around. Send me a DM, uh, you know, comment on Instagram, send me an email. I always like to hear what people are, are working on. And um, what I always just say to everyone who's, like, telling me about their projects is, like, I'm cheering you on, and that's totally oh. true. Uh, because, you know, I feel like we all kind of – need that cheerleader um at certain points in our process i certainly do so i'm happy to happy to play that role for anyone who needs it love that thank you kara you're the best and kindest person i uh now know so thank you (laughs) (laughs) that's so nice and uh, yeah thank you so much this was such a uh, invigorating talk and you're an excellent interviewer um so please just reach out to anyone who you ever might want to talk to in the future because they would be lucky to have a conversation with you. Oh, thank you. And that means a lot coming from a journalist. I really appreciate you. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I wouldn't say it if I didn't mean it. Um, But yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay. Have a good day, Kara. Okay, you too. Take care. Stay out of the storm. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try. Bye. Bye.